Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I am Jessica. Ooh, we're going full name. I am Jennifer. Full name today. Three syllables. Yes. Hello. Let's talk. Let's okay. talk. Um, so here's a scoop. Got a few things going on. One, Jen is back. I was extremely worried because she was away and it seemed like some stuff went down. <laughs> I did text you. I'm going to be like unavailable for 48 hours for serious reasons. We'll get into yeah, them. That was a little weird. Um, but I wasn't too distracted that I couldn't enjoy the Oscars. Because <laughs> I was dying far, far away. <laughs> and take in all the, uh, the fashion and beauty. Um, but we're also going to talk about International Women's Day and an accompanying um, poll that 
sparked an interesting discussion between Jen and I. It's true. Our guest is amazing. It's Justin Anderson. He works with DP Hugh. He works at the Chris McMillan Salon. He is a celebrity colorist with a roster of clients you would not believe. Everyone from Miley Cyrus to Kim Basinger. Kim. And he did Margot Robbie's color at the Oscar for Mage. the Oscars. And he gives us all the Oscar dish. So let's get into this episode. So, Jem, like, what happened? I got this text <laughs> from you, and I was texting you about some, like, tactical, like, you know, to-do stuff, giving you some, like, yes. a honey-do honey list. Yes. <laughs> Podcast honey-do's. <laughs> yeah. And you responded with something about, you were, like, about to be... I made it kind of dramatic, a, didn't I? I felt like there was a chopper involved. You had to evacuate the area. I, I went to Columbia. I was reporting a story for Mary Claire on a quinoa-based beauty company called Zoo Beauty. And we were meant to go to a quinoa farm in, outside of Cali in Columbia. And the... <laughs> Long story short, they got a letter from FARC, which is a guerrilla movement. Like, if you watch Narcos, you know what FARC is. Okay. Saying they couldn't guarantee the safety of any outside people that were coming into the area after February 25th. What day did I get there? Like, February 28th. Oh so, the trip it was, like, completely canceled. And I had to reschedule the whole trip and go to Medellin and, like, do this other, like... I did some other story to see some other, like, works they support. But, like... Was Col- it nearly as exciting as, as a trip to Columbia would have been? It, it was still Columbia. I was still oh. in Columbia, just a different town. Okay. And I can say it's truly the friendliest people I've ever met in the world. Everybody's beautiful. The big reporting thing I can bring back that's not going to be in the Mary Claire story, mm-hmm. beauty news. So, um, Callie is sort of like, it was a center for drug um, drug lords back in like the 90s and early aughts. And it also became a center for plastic surgery because mm. a lot of the drug lords wanted their women to have this particular look. So they'd send them to these doctors and they'd support their doctors with their drug money. Oh, that's charming. Isn't that great? Um, so they, they all say in Columbia that there's this look about Cali. And I was talking to the one girl and it was in Spanish. And my Spanish isn't great, but she was like, oh, you know, narcosthetic. And I was like, narcosthetic? It's a term down there for this look when you get like the drug lord's girlfriend plastic surgery. What's the, what is the look? The look is like big tushy, like really great tushy, really great boobs, high cheekbones, like a really high cheekbone, full lip. Um, Take Sofia Vergara and like squeeze her waist together a little bit. She already has a tiny waist. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of that look. I mean, the women are beautiful. I'm just, I'm it's just even more exaggerated. Yeah, these are huge generalizations, and I don't want to give the impression that Colombia is like full of people who like look like this. And not, not it's just an awesome country, and I feel like you get such a bad reputation because of like what happened there. But everybody yeah. was so nice, and um, the products from Zoo Beauty were great. They have quinoa, which has like I think it's in some Kiehl's products yes, too. Yes, the, the, the Kiehl's. Um, yeah, ex- the chemical. I shouldn't say chemical. The the Kiehl's exfoliator. Yeah. Which I think like they get their serum. Some, I want to say Bolivia. I don't know, but it's high in lysine. I should know this. They use the husks. Acids. They use the husks of the quinoa. Oh, okay. So which is a natural exfoliant. Oh, I see. They use the seeds in this one. But anyway, <laughs> Jess texts me back like right like after I, she was like, "Don't disappear in the name of beauty." And I was like, "I won't." It's don't like worry. I've never I've never heard of this. This is like. It just didn't seem like didn't seem worth it, Jim. She's like, I'm gonna go back to petting my cat. You tell me about the drug lords later. <laughs> petting my cat and prepping for the Oscars, which we need to talk about in the next segment. All right. So the Oscars, we went big this year. 
We went big. My friends hosted an Oscars party oh. at the Gramercy Park Hotel. I wasn't invited. Listen, I wasn't the host, okay? okay. So I was merely a guest. But I should I have, always be your plus one. You know what? Next next year I'll ask. It's not but, like you have a fiancé or anything. <laughs> Listen, I, I rolled solo. I was like, peace. You rode shallow. <laughs> or shallow? Yeah, when you ride shallow instead of riding deep. Oh, oh, I've never heard of that. I just made it up. Okay, I rode shallow, brought some cookies, mm-hmm. brought some hummus. And I, I love s- how your beauty stories always start with the food. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. God. Okay, so you I've went to the Gramercy, you brought your hummus. Brought my hummus, brought my cookies, and said, let's rock. Let's, I need to see what's going on with the hair and beauty situation. What'd you think? I felt it was pretty tame. Mm. I felt nobody wanted to make a statement, mm-hmm. a, a beauty statement. Nobody really wanted to rock the boat. Nobody wanted... To say, look at me. Hmm. I felt there were some cute moments. What was I love yeah. Margot Robbie's kind of. She's been doing like this. Like, I know Patty DeBroff does her makeup. She's been doing this like peachy, sweetheart kind of Cali thing for like a while now. Like her whole Tanya campaign yeah. has been very like. I almost feel like it reminds me of those illustrations. Like when I was younger, it'd be like how to do makeup, like a yeah. sketch, like, you know, like a, an eyeshadow with like a little something in the crease, a peachy lip, like, a, you know, like, mm-hmm. like everything's like perfect. Yeah. Like the Bobby Brown takeaway paper. It, uh, this is almost like prettier than Bobby Brown. Bobby yeah. Brown's like almost a little bit more well, stern, you know, like, yeah. um, it's it's a it's a soft glamour. It's funny because I pulled that picture too to talk about when we said we were going to do this, and I just I said she looks pretty, but like I feel like my mother, or your mother, even being like I don't know, put on some lipstick, like do well, a I thing. I do think she could have had a little bit more of a lip. I'll tell you, Sir Sharonin. Yeah, I feel like she faded away. Maybe in person, Allison Williams too. Same thing. They faded. did the neutral makeup. Emily Blunt too. It was like a bunch of apparitions, you know, like just very, very like light, 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 light. I'm sure in, in person, yeah, it probably looked stunning, but I think it didn't pop. It's the Oscars, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, someone who did bring a little bit of interest, I was excited about, was Salma ha- Sal- Salma Hayek. I can't even say her name, Salma Hayek. Take a look at this picture. Do you know and notice anything in particular that she has the same kind of like vibes as you do? No, talk about her hair. Gray hair. She had visible gray hair. And it's not like mine where it's like, yeah. okay, you're doing a look with the streak. She had just like white hairs that she's obviously. I love this. You know, I didn't notice this. I love this. Thank but you for pointing this out. Yeah, I thought it was like she looked really good and beautiful and her age, but like her grays were just like, okay, I have gray mm-hmm. hair. She also, she has spar- what does what um, Lorraine call them? Tinsel. Tinsel. She has mm-hmm. some tinsel. She also, her skin looks beautiful and moist and plump, but not fake at all. Yeah, she's not like Botoxed within an inch of her life. And if we're going to talk about Botoxed within an inch of your life, I'll do it because you won't. I'm not going to do There's it. There's two. One was Ashley Judd, but we've talked about oh, her yeah. ad nauseum. Oh, boy, yeah. I keep saying ad nauseum. It's like a new thing in my vocab. Let's, <laughs> let's end that right now. Her cheeks are just too filled for me. And the other one, she ended up a meme because of a face she made. And I think I know why she made that oh. face. Who am I talking about? Jennifer Garner. So she, like, the camera's on her, and she's, like, smiling. And all of a sudden, she gets this, like, quizzical, stern look on her face like she's thinking about something. Yeah. People. She wasn't thinking. That was like too much Botox is what I think. Her you forehead think so? was too smooth for me. It's just, and she also did this like dynasty hair flip and a royal blue always ages people, I feel like. She was wearing a royal blue yeah. dress. Um, I don't want to make it a negative thing, but just, just pop, 
people look at that. Like, yeah, Je- Jennifer Garner is really gorgeous. She's a beautiful woman. But she, something's changed in the face, and I'm not quite sure what it is. Yeah. Um, why do I feel like I'm going to get some tweets saying, mm, why am I will. critiquing somebody's look? It's fine. Let but, me say positive then, because Taraji. Oh, well, let's let's end on some positive. Taraji looked amazing. Notes. She always does. I feel like her makeup is always on point. She had like a, a deep plum lip and like a pewter eyeshadow. She always looks fierce as hell. Yeah. And you know, she got dermaflashed, I read somewhere. Really? Actually, they might have sent out a press release, but like the face shaving that we always uh-huh. talk about. Her skin looks great, but honestly, it was like the plum lip wasn't too severe. It's like that stain, but like a velvet finish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just looks really, she just looks good. A couple of other things that Tell were me. Pol- polarizing at the party. Okay. Oh, um, back to your party and your hummus. Yes. Yeah. So I, I lay back, you know, I don't do my beauty editor thing when I'm out with, you know. <laughs> I'm not here to work, yeah, people. Yeah, I was off that night. But I was interested to see people were going nuts over Sandra Bullock's eyebrows. And I was glad that the crowd was, you know, attuned enough to this sort of thing. Yes. But they were not a fam. A couple people were like, okay, no, this is in. Like a little, like the girls that were more. Oh, were they furrier than it. usual? They were brushed up, furry, very kind of like a, the, like a glossier boy brow kind of look. Yeah. But some people weren't getting it. I say hats off to Sandra for kind of, you know, trying something new. I don't think it was the most flattering look, especially because everything was so heavy. Like her hair was heavy. It was center parted. Oh, with a smoky eye. Smoky eye, center part. Everything was dragging, dragging, dragging. Yeah. I would kill to look like this when I was 21. Yeah. I just felt like everything was kind of, I hate to use this word, but like, it was like aging. I just want to see something a little bit fresher. Yeah, with dark hair, as someone with dark hair, yeah. like it can be hard. Like some of those looks that would work on a blonde or a light brunette, yeah. it just looks a little bit um, not fierce. Everything was intense. It was severe. severe. Everything was severe. severe. Is the word. It was like this, everything. The hair was severe. The eye, the and eye makeup was perfectly severe. straightened hair. A center part that's super crisp. Yeah, it was yeah, like too soften much. it up a little. Something else that I wasn't a huge fan of, but I thought was really interesting, Jane Fonda. She went from like you know last it was like the Emmys or something. Remember where she did that kind of silly ponytail? Yeah, and it was like, why are you wearing this kind of like Barbarella Malibu Barbie ponytail? Yeah, this time she's wearing like this Dynasty blown back. Oh, but I want like, Jane. I want her to have the Dynasty blow back. It was cool, but it was like all right, all right. Like I like I liked these all right moments. Like yeah. it was like at least keeping it interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so when we get invited to the Oscars, you can expect from us a lot of interesting. Here's the thing that happens in the beauty world. A lot of companies, they want us to talk about them. So they do a survey because a beauty editor cannot resist a stat. Am I right? I love a good stat. Yeah. Like you send me a survey. I'm like, let's pull out this percentage and we'll, we'll have a whole story around it. So take this with a grain of salt because I know companies do this in order us to get us to talk about them. However, Skin Store did a survey of about 2,000 American women. Mm-hmm. The premise, the hook, if you will, in magazines was International Women's Day, which is March, which is March 8th. March 8th or was March 8th, depending on when you listen to this. And I think they were trying to get at like, hey, what's the real status of how women feel about their confidence when they're wearing makeup and things? It was a stretch. (laughs) You got the survey too, right? I got the survey. Um, so what's I'm still digesting the survey. Yeah. So so we talk, they asked questions about like, how do you feel without makeup? Would you leave the house without makeup? What's your favorite feature? How would you describe your looks? Um, 
There was one thing that stood out to me, a, a bunch of things actually, but the one that I thought was really crazy was that one in three women claim they would never leave the house without makeup. Have you ever left the house without makeup? Sure. Yeah. But like, I've never really like felt like great about it though. Oh. Yeah. I that's think that's, that's they, the truth. I think that. I that kind of scurry. I scurry like a little rat throughout the city without my makeup. Well, I hope that I don't run into people. That's, you know what? If I'm being honest, you're right. Yeah. I scurry. Yeah. But I'm not, it's not like I wouldn't leave the house without makeup. Um, did anything like call to you in this survey, like catch your eye that you were just like, really? Well, it didn't make me feel great. At first, you know, I read that. I was like, one in three women would never leave the house without makeup. I was like, oh, these poor souls. But then I thought about it. I, I don't feel my best. I, I feel kind of half there. I feel like I'm half dressed. I, I, I wish I could be one of those people who didn't really, you know, feel like they needed makeup. Yeah. But I just... I've been wearing makeup since I was like a tot. <laughs> a tiara tot. No, like since I was like 12 years old. We've discussed this on the yeah. podcast. Like I, the concealer, the foundation, the whole... Do you know I was with a group of women the other day? Mm. Women in beauty. And if you're, some of you may be listening to this podcast who are part of the conversation. And they were talking about how they don't wear foundation. I almost fell to the floor. I don't have I foundation fa- on today. Are you for real? And well, you can see the big ass pimple on my chin, so I it's obvious. Fa- I wear foundation every day. Really? Yeah. That's probably why you have nice skin because it's like also protecting you from the sun. Oh, thank you, Jen. Um, that's interesting. But I feel like they might also do a tinted moisturizer or a BB cream. I I've asked women; they say I don't wear foundation, and then you look and they have one of those BB creams that is like right, a foundation. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, girl, that's foundation. They just put BB so you'd buy it, you know? Yeah. Um, there's I want indoor me and there's outdoor me. Yes, indoor Jess and outdoor Jess. Um, The last thing that I thought was interesting, I hate when people do this, but part of me is still enamored with these questions because I remember like reading Teen Magazine when I was little and they would have in the back of the magazine like these contests for who has the best hair or who has the best eyes or the best lips or the best nose. And I always thought like, God, which of those could I enter? Like I couldn't. Was this this Teen Magazine? I think it was straight straight up teen. Teen. Yeah. Like it, it yeah, was that was unusual. It felt <laughs> like the patriarchy was behind it all for <laughs> sure. But like, I feel like I'm like happy with everything. Like it's all okay. But like nothing stands out. But I am not like most American women because seventy percent of women love their eyes, while only I think it was three percent. Oh no, sorry, the nose is the most hated body part. Can you believe that? I'm kind of sad that this is all tied into International Women's Day. So yeah, I'm just going to take that out of the conversation. It's a little bit of a. Um, I mean, I guess this isn't where we are with the women's rights movement. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I guess it's just an opportunity to reflect upon where we are. It is. I like to see where we stand as like American women. I'm intrigued by this, but this means nothing for the women's rights movement. That's for damn sure. But I just want to say, and I feel like, wait, I feel like you're not doing a lot of talking, Jen, which is uh, strange. But um, why am I revealing all this stuff with me and my makeup ritual? Oh, oh! You mean personal? Yeah, personal. Stuff. I was like, I felt like I was no, owning I, this no, segment. no. I know you are. No, but I was talking with the with the makeup and the who feels what. Oh, because I was leading, so I got to ask you okay, the question. Well, I do the question asking. Yeah. <laughs> For I don't think it's like oh, I'm like a hideous creature. I need to put makeup out. It just it feels almost too private mm. to go out without the makeup. Hmm. Like you're naked. Yeah. Do you walk? Do you walk around without makeup in the public? All the all the time. But you know what really? I won't do? I really like to curl my eyelashes, even if I don't put on mascara. Okay. Sometimes 
I've been known even when I'm like sick or like boyfriend is over, I'll just like sneak away to like curl my lashes in the morning just so they're like a little bit more open. All right. Truth came out. Okay. You guys, I opened up. You now know I have a boyfriend and an eyelash curler. All right. Stay tuned for the next installment. Ah, I feel vulnerable. Wow, guys, we are here. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it a perfect two-in-one for me. Totally, the scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call, what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence thanks to Honeylove. Guys, I have to admit, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. 
And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is what... a lot. I guess I, you're, you're right, you're right. Load up your cart though at Quince. It's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fat mascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fat mascara. With Justin Anderson. Oh my Blanche God. bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> he is the king of blondes. He is a colorist at Chris McMillan Salon. Chris McMillan or Chris McMillan? McMillan. McMillan. You I can never, say I, Mac I always say, like, like, give it, say it different ways. <laughs> Clients include... Miley Cyrus, I love Miley. I do too. Oh, we got to talk about Miley. Kelly Osborne, Jennifer Aniston. Clients and past clients here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, list. Emma Roberts. Oh my God. Kim Basinger, royalty. Uh, I mean, I, we could, I could spend the whole time going down this list, but I won't. We've just had like a nice little convo about what it means to be like an LA boy in New York. Mm -hmm. What have you been doing today in New York? We've been hitting the pavement. You said you were really tired when you got here. Yeah, so I'm here. Um, my company is DP Hue, so it's my brand that I sell at like um, Sephora and Ulta. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yes, it was a talking point that Jess skipped over. I oh. put that in the notes. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. No, it's totally I, fine. That's the boring part, right? I was part, like, right? just like, I was dazzled by your client roster. Right. Um, so DP Hue is my line. It's a product line that I sell for products that help with color in between salon visits. Um, so we sell it at Sephora and Ulta Beauty. So today I was like in uh, New York doing like the beauty rounds where I go and talk to all the beauty editors. Like you guys know the deal, how that yeah. works, right? So I've just been going around like talking nonstop. And you did some desk sides. I did a few desk sides. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like the hairdressers or the product person's um, version of the go right? For the models. Mm -hmm. Oh, good yeah. analogy. Um, no, it was really, really funny. I, I'm so silly when I talk um, all day long about products. I get like... Do you get delirious? I do. I get super delirious. Great. And we then got we, you right No, and then we walked peak. in here. But it is like, I'm such a fan of this podcast. Like, huge fan. I was saying it earlier. But like, I tell everybody about it because I feel like there's so... Like, if you're obsessed with beauty, you're really, really obsessed with beauty. Sure. So like, when you find other people who are obsessed with beauty, it's like, it's really exciting. And that's why, honestly, the stuff when I go and talk to like beauty editors, like... Like, I get excited. Like, we met, like, a few people there, like, where I didn't want to leave the meeting. Because mm -hmm. um, someone, when someone really gets beauty, there's, like, there's no better conversation, right? Well, like, what, what kind of stuff did you talk about today? Um, well, we talked about all of my products, which that's, like, the boring part for me, but exciting for other people because <laughs> they're, like, new and innovative products and stuff. But I love... Um, I love asking questions about, like, what are all the new, like, skin things. My favorite part of, like, my job is that I get to talk to, like, not only just, like, these celebrity women, but I get to ask, like, everyone's, like, real beauty secrets, you know? And I'm the guy that, like, everyone will text me, like, what's so-and-so doing or what's really working or what's changing people's skin? And I'll see women up close and personal. Lots of times with no makeup on, so I see, like, skin change, and I'm, I'm just, like, I'm an addict with this Wait, stuff. I'm I have obsessed. a question. You have a lot of celebrity clients. Uh-huh. Will people, like... 
call you or text you about other celebrity clients? Be like, what's that bitch doing? Dude, 100%. It's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) You said, you prefaced this. You can ask me anything. I'm totally like TMI. (laughs) You were jacking on that. Off the Oscars. Yeah, right off. Like, look at me, like, starting to sweat. I'm like, I I already talked about my red face because I just got a laser peeled out last week in LA. (laughs) Um, No, but I don't, I am really, really honest about everything. I don't have anything to hide. I'm not going to say anything crazy, but I do. Absolutely. My favorite thing to do with like some of my favorite clients, celebrity or not, is like we text about skin stuff all the time. They'll be like, what's so-and-so doing? Who are they seeing? You know, like what's going on? And I never like share big secrets. Like I'll always stay like um, super chill, but I'd be like, I hear or like I'm seeing this (laughs) or like, you know, so that kind of stuff. That's fun. I love that. I hear, (laughs) I'm seeing people may say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So word on the... The the interesting thing about LA too, like when you're doing Harry, like you're getting in there. So like you're seeing like... Scars. That's what Sharon Duram said. She's like, I, the hairstylists know the best. Like, yeah. Who who has the best work? Yeah. And I really would never like talk about seeing like a scar because that's so personal. That's like no one's business. But I do see it, so then I can kind of like put information together. And yeah. people share everything with their hairdresser, right? So it's like even like celebrities who are doing like um, finding things that really work for their skin, like they share it with me. And I'm obsessed. I really really listen. I like make notes. And we're gonna get to like what what you think really works, but. Yeah. Can we talk about the Oscars just for a minute? Yeah. What yeah. did you work? Did you do some work on Sunday? Yeah. So I well, since I do color, I do everything pretty much like the two weeks before, right? So I'm getting ready, people ready for like the parties, and then leading up to the Oscars. Is that a good time period? Is that like you don't want to get it right before a big event? No, that's mm. so the thing. You want to do it like two weeks before, I think, because mm-hmm. you don't you feel like whenever you get color, like it always looks better like a week later, like when a tiny bit of root comes in, or you you just like. I don't know. It's um, especially yeah. blondes. Like you want to do it like. I a, don't think Nicole Kidman got that memo. Ooh no! I like feel like little, she touches up her roots like every morning. It's like a little wiggy because it's too perfect. <laughs> well, also there was like a lot of powder up there. Or Is that what, what it was? I don't think it was. She her just hair. looked like a doll to me. I didn't couldn't put my finger it on it. It was very. St- she was in that movie once where she was like a Stepford wife or something. And a I was Stepford like, wife. Yeah, she's like, more. Maybe it, a, maybe it was a weave or a wig. <laughs> she needs to get Beyonce's person because like it was not a good enough. Did yeah. she have a wig? We think in Big Little Lies. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That was the one part of that show that was actually making me crazy because I loved that show so much. But her wig was like making me crazy. Do you, do you think it looked like, like Amish country, time. like kind of like a like like, like a Hasidic wig? A oh. what? Like a like a, <laughs> you know, like a like a, 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 a women. They, they oh, wear, like Orthodox Jewish yeah, ladies. Yeah, yeah. I yes. love that you said Amish because I'm actually like obsessed with the Amish. My boyfriend's from like a small town where like all of his neighbors were Amish. So whenever we go home for Christmas, like my favorite thing is to see the book. That's a dumb story, but anyways, the Amish <laughs> of the town. I love it. So love more about the Amish. No, yeah. I, I, I did, but, but her hair like it called to me. I know it, did, it didn't look super realistic, but it was like in the show. Yeah, the, it just I wanted to brush it. It was beautiful hair. Yeah, you probably want. To brush it because it looked like it looked matted. It, it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought do that you, was the worst way. Do you way. find it hard to like watch things because you're busy looking at the hair and like assessing how good or bad so it is? So much. Like yeah. my one of my favorite movies when I was in high school was that movie. Remember 10 Things I Hate About You with yes. Kate Hudson? And I love Kate Hudson so much. But if you watch it now, like now that we know so much about wigs and extensions, like her extensions are so bad in that movie. I can't even watch it. I like, oh, I'm seeing it in my eyes. No, right it's now. so bad. It's like literally she has like a You're short like, bob and then the extensions are like down to like below her. It's the worst extension. No, I, like, hair will th- do that though. It could like make or break a photo shoot in a yeah. magazine. Like, Was there anyone whose hair you loved at the Oscars? Um, the Oscars this year. I thought the Oscars this year were really, really good. I feel like after the Golden Globes, like everyone 
wearing black for the amazing movement, of course, was mm-hmm. amazing. It was so cool. But I think people were like excited to kind of show color, mix it up a little bit. So I thought everything was really, really good this year. Um, I made Margot Robbie really blonde <gasps> this year. That was you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she looks good. So, so icy. But this is like something like kind of California about it. Exactly. Oh, I like that. Icy California. Ooh. <laughs> it was like, not, like that. not unlike Nicole Kidman, but better for some reason. To- More alive. The What's that about? The Tell difference us. is too, is like keeping a little bit of root up there. Like having a little bit of root is so much more modern than having your highlights all the way up. I'm, so over the whole ombre trend and like that really like grown out highlight like I call it the Instagram highlight because it's like every girl on Instagram has like that like perfect wave with like the one piece in the front and then the really blonde ends like I hate that now Mm -hmm. but I do think that girls should always have like a little bit of a root it just makes it look much more modern you know like Mm -hmm. if Unless you're going for, like, a super platinum look, you know? But with Margot, like, the idea was to make her really, really blonde, but keep a little bit of root. So do you keep the root, or or do they leave the salon with that? No, so what I do is I highlight it pretty much all the way up to the root, and then after everything's washed off, I paint back on a root. <gasps> and the reason that you do really? that is because when they wash it a few times, like, some of that painted on root will start to soften a bit, but you still want to see a little bit of that connection. And by the time that the highlight actually kind of grows off, the root smudge will kind of like fade away a bit and then the highlights are kind so of connected. So it's good from when you walk out the door. People, yeah. bring this podcast to your colorist. Yeah. This seems <laughs> very labor intensive though. It's really, it's actually not. It's just like the standard way of highlighting hair and then you go back in and kind of paint it. I'm... I think the reason that I'm good at my job and why people come, I'm like neurotic. Like I will go back and repaint things over and over. I go to the bowl when the person's getting washed out and I like paint things again around their hairline. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with hair color. So like you, like even the night before um, the Oscars, I went to Margot's house just to kind of check her color again, like the night before. And her hairdresser and my friend Bryce Scarlett, he's the sweetest guy ever. And he's like doing everyone right now. Um, but he was like, are you sure you're going to come? Like, that's, you don't have to do that, whatever. I'm like, no, Bryce, my pleasure. Like, I'll spend the night there. Like, I'll wake up and, like, watch you blow Who out doesn't want to have a slumber party with Margot <laughs> yeah. Robbie? She's no, the but, coolest. Yeah, I, like, I, I love that stuff. So it's not, like, too much work for me. I'm also the one in the salon when I'm at, at the salon, like, doing hair, like, I put so many fucking foils in people's hair. Like, people are like, oh, my God, Justin, like, stop. Like, I cut zero corners. Like, I get really into it. So how did you get so obsessed with color? Um, like, we hear a lot of, like, oh, when I grew up, I wanted to be a hairstylist. So I was braiding, you know, in my, you know, around, like, the living room. Like, anyone, who, you know, all my relatives, blah, blah, blah. But we rarely hear, like, the colorists. Like, what was that jolt of inspiration? You know, for me, I really have been, like, weirdly obsessed with hair since I was, like, a little, little kid. I come from a really big... Mormon family. I have tons of cousins. Everyone's in the family business, which is construction. So, like, I have thir- like almost thirty um, boy cousins on just my dad's side alone, and everyone does. Construction. Are you related to Jen Atkin, another hair Mormon? No, it's so funny, but because <laughs> Mormons are obsessed with beauty. Like from a, from a young age, like all of my girl cousins, I swear they were like wearing makeup at like eight years old. Like, just like looks are a big thing in the Mormon culture. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry to um, interrupt. So back to well, no. little Justin. But, but, oh. why, but why are the Mormons so obsessed with beauty? I think, like... Generally speaking. I think because everything... Speak for your entire religion. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, I don't oh want to God, defend to it all, to us. To all about Mormon cousins. tweets? <laughs> I, no. Hashtag angry Mormon. No, but I don't even think it's a bad thing. But I think from an early age, from an early age, Mormons are taught that, like, the most important thing in the world is to, like, get married right away and have kids. Mm. And, like, um, to have kids. So it's, like, from a, from an early age, it's, like, how to attract the opposite sex. Maybe. I don't know. Also, like, um, 
I don't know really what it is. You, okay. I, I also think there's something about being like a perfect vision for the, your Lord. Like I remember reading this totally. in an article. Yeah. In the but yeah. So but good that the, the Jew over here can tell you about <laughs> your religion. <laughs> um, I have nothing we, to offer. So when you were little with your 30 boy cousins. <laughs> so it was very unexpected that I would come forward and say that I want to do like hair, right? So yeah. my whole life, like I played sports, like I hung out. You should with, be building buildings with the construction. Exactly. I went to college mm-hmm. and I went to college with like three of my best friends from high school. And it was just basically like a continuation of high school but in the back of my mind I knew I wanted to do hair so bad but I was so afraid to tell my parents so like the, um, the summer before my junior year of college I called my parents I'm like you guys I'm not going back to college my mom's like what and I'm like and I'm, I'm going to go to beauty school and my mom freaked out like I love <laughs> oh my, my god mom. to We're be re- a fly on the wall yeah no it was my mom's the sweetest person ever. I love her so much. My mom loves her boys and she's like such that mom like has a plan for everyone and so when I told her that she freaked out. Like she was, just, she was like, "What is wrong with you? Like, what are you talking about? Nobody makes a a living off of doing hair. Like this whole thing." We went into it, got into a huge fight. I ended up going to beauty school, and I really think it's one of those things. Like, if you do something you're super passionate about, like chances are you're going to be good at it. Like, had I finished college and like went, went and worked at like a desk job or went and worked for like the family construction business, like I would have been miserable my whole life. And you just would have had such good hair though on the construction. Oh, uh, like- I know. And I, I can't even find time to go to the gym anymore because of like. All you would have muscle. Oh my god, lifting no, all that good. lumber. Like good style, like good like sight style. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boots and like the hair. Oh my god, my Maybe outfits there's a on tool that belt co- involved. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like I'm hearing like a I'm seeing like a whole thing. Oh yeah. my god, it's my outfits vision. on the construction site would be so good. Um, <laughs> you obviously have a lot of passion. Like we called you the blonde person. I'm sorry to just give you a title. No, it's but fine. here you are sitting here with lovely blonde hair as well. What what's the thing with the blondes? Like, why is that your I'd just zero in on that particular. You know, I think it's one of those things that it's like, it's what I'm comfortable with. Like, like I was saying, I come from a really big family. I have um, both of my parents are, have blonde hair. Both of my parents are surfers. My parents have surfed my whole life. So most of our weekends were spent like in a motorhome. My dad was literally chasing waves like on the, on the West Coast. And so like, I always saw like how the sun and the water would like naturally lighten the hair. And like, as a yeah. little kid, I was like obsessed with it. And I used to take a lot of art classes and do painting and drawing when I was a kid. And I would always like um, paint and draw hair. Oh, the best thing ever. My first um, painting class I ever took, they said, paint something that you love. And everybody was like painting cartoon characters at the time or whatever. And I painted <laughs> Kim Basinger's blonde yes! hair from Batman. Oh, and so, it's a good yes, one. So when she was Vicki Vale, I was like obsessed as a kid with her blonde hair. And so I painted that photo. Then she's my client as an adult. Did you tell her? So you guys, this is the craziest thing. Because I, I like love um, I love celebrities and stars, and I love like I love the excitement, and all that. I just love like creative, cool people who are doing cool things, and I get super excited to meet them. So like celebrities, yeah, I get excited to meet ones that I love. But Kim Basinger was like next level for me because when I was a kid, I would like put pictures of her up on my wall. Her and Christy Brinkley were like my tops. But when I got the call to do Kim Basinger's hair. I was so freaking nervous. And I walked in that day and I was like kind of shaking. And it's one of those things like what I did with you guys today. Like I just have to like say it really quick so I can get it over. Like I love you, you know, like whatever. So you like, so you. Us g- and Kim. Yeah, you guys. And, and Christy. <laughs> have you met Christy yet? Brinkley? I have met her, and that's another random story. But, oh, but table that, table yeah, that. No, no, no. But, oh. but Kim, I walked into her, and I was like starting to do the consultation. I'm like talking to her, and Kim is like mesmerizingly 
is that the right word? Mesmerizingly? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. here we go. I barely graduated beauty school. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she was so freaking beautiful, and you, like, you just get carried away. Like, when she looks at you, you can't even think straight. So I'm trying to talk to her, and she's so beautiful, and, like, the sweetest person you'd ever meet oh, on so earth. Happy. Like, the way she looks you, like, right in the eyes, and she, like, speaks to you in, like, just the nicest way. Like, you just, you want to, like, hug her. You immediately feel so close to her. But so anyway, so I was like, Kim, I've got to say this before we go any further. Like, you've just been, like, everything to me. Like, I really do blonde hair because of you. Like, I've loved you my whole life. Like, I've talked about you forever, and I've just got to get that out of the way. And, like, her response was just so, like, she was just like, oh, baby, that's so sweet. And she was like, oh, but just, God. like, her, like, southern, it was the sweetest thing ever. Um, you are like, I picked the right job. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So cool. Yeah. Um, and then now I see her all the time, and she really is, um, she's like family to me. Obviously transformed a lot of people into blondes. Is mm -hmm. there something about... Like, is there a mindset? Is there something that you've seen happen when people go blonde? Because nobody, you know, no offense to brunettes, Jen. <laughs> Damn. And listen, we're not going to go. You're not go, blonde. Not, There's gonna, nothing boring about Jen's about hair color, though. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Or Jen. There's nothing, you know, I don't, let's not even delve into red because that's very complex and weird. And we've already <laughs> delved into it. Yeah, yeah. Ad nauseum yeah. with Charlotte <laughs> Tilbury exactly. and others. But... With blonde, it's almost like you've got the golden ticket or like the transformation has occurred. But what is the transformation in your eyes? I don't know exactly what it is. And it's so funny You're because... You're blonde. I know. <laughs> well, you were, you were born blonde. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Um, but it's one of those things like for whatever reason, I don't know if it's like the way we were all set up our whole life. Like maybe like... You, really blonde people like they would talk about them like they were a certain star I don't know like back They're in the day a rarity too yeah and right? I think that like somebody like a Marilyn Monroe like I'm not even a big fan of Marilyn Monroe but like Marilyn Monroe Ugh, was, who is <laughs> I know god what, what did she do <laughs> she did nothing no, I'm just kidding <laughs> um but I feel like it's one of those things like it really stood out back on uh, when it was like black and white films, you know, maybe. And like blonde hair just really stood out. But I do really see like a difference. Like when a woman changes her color from like one color to blonde, I just something about them like lights up. And actually like on, um, was it Pop Sugar? We did like a video where we did, um, I did one of the hosts. She had brunette hair. She went out to like walk past the construction site with brown hair. Then like a few It was your like, cousins. Yeah. They were doing some work. <laughs> I made her really blonde, and then she went back and did all the same things that she did a few days before, and she's oh. just to show the response oh, cool. that she got from blonde hair, and it really was. It was it was pretty wild, like, that she got more attention. So I don't know what it is. Um, I've just made a name for myself in this world, but now everyone's like, oh, you're the blonde guy. You only like blondes, don't you? And it's just like, oh, like... I like Sorry, everyone. we're just perpetuating no. that story. <laughs> no, no, but it's but I I'm proud of it too. You know, it's just like I when I was a kid, I loved it. And I think it goes back to like my um, my family and who they are, and like I'm proud of it. And mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. always wanted to do these people's hair, and now I'm doing it, and it's fun. You mentioned that like no roots is a blonde like downfall when it's just too one dimensional and goes right to the scalp. Is there anything else you see that you're like, I wish I could fix this in everybody's hair color? Um, Doesn't have to be just with blondes, just in general. Um, save the world. Save the world. Please. I, One strand at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is when they, like, take away the root, but also, um, like, overly, like, if you're going for, like, a platinum look, I think that's beautiful and it's really striking and it's cool, you know, like a super, super white platinum look. But I don't like when, like, girls really get obsessed and addicted to oh. being blonde. So it's like they keep coming, like... Blondorexia. No, we, it's yeah, a real yeah. thing. But you think about somebody who gets highlights for the first time and they look in the mirror and like, oh my God, I feel beautiful. But then they come back and they want more and they want more and they want more. And then all of a sudden they have a full head of like 
a crap load of highlights and like nothing special about it anymore. Yeah. So I always really think that people should just like enhance what they have a little bit. And it's like, that's where it looks the most beautiful. Also, it's like mother nature gave us, or mother nature, whoever gave it to us, like gave us what we should have. Right. And you should kind of go off of that just, but just enhance it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're really trying to make like a statement, you know? Right. But in go LA, all the way, like, or just enhance. Yeah. Like go all the way. It's and the re- medium. It's like the middle road. Like, totally. It's kind of true in a lot of things in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. No, even think about like with filler and yeah. lasers and makeup and like everything. Although makeup's in such a weird place right now. Thoughts, uh, opinions, yeah, tell oh, us. Oh, Lord. But <laughs> it's like, I'm not even a Kardashian hater. Like, I get it. I think that they are so great for what they've done. And, you know, they've like everything. That, like, I'm, I'm like, wow, hand, like, bow down to you. But I just don't like that look, you know, and I just kind of want it to go away now. Well, like, what's I, that look? Like, I mean, the we're super, on audio, so, like, keep going. <laughs> the super, super, like, contoured look and, like, just tons of makeup. And, like, I love makeup. I love hair. I love fashion, all that kind of stuff. But I just feel like what they're doing kind of is just, like, and you see it a lot in L.A. Like, everyone, like, these beautiful women have just, like, a ton of makeup on yeah. it, like overpowers everything. And we I just, just had Sunny Brooke on and she was saying, we think the coasts have switched. Like it used to be the New York look was the like done look and West Coast was really chill. Totally. But lately now, the California girls are like bringing it. No, you guys, it's insane. But it's also because of freaking social media. Like I love Instagram more than anybody else, mm-hmm. but it's like Instagram has changed the game. It's like people like... Mm. I don't even like fifteen year old girls in LA are like have like contour like waiting for the bus you know like outside of school it's like everyone <laughs> has it it's like you go to like thank God I, <laughs> oh my God what would I have looked uh, like uh, you know what's so weird though with social media remember like when we were in high school and like the pretty girl who you thought was just like so pretty and then now you look back at pictures of her and like Angela had- Mosley <laughs> who was it. She had. She was the blonde. Yeah, mine was Brooke Myers, and it was like Brooke. But then you, <laughs> Brooks are always pretty. Brooke is like such a good name. For, but um, but then you look back at them, like as an adult, we look back at pictures of them. We all had frizzy hair. We all had braces. Our skin was all off. But now, like fifteen-year-old girls, like are gorgeous, like beautiful cl- complexions. Like on YouTube, they're learning how to blow out their hair. There's the dry bars. They all like, look like they're twenty-five. Yeah, it's like creepy. It's like yeah. yeah. There's something to be said for having an awkward stage. I yeah. think so. I feel like so. it made yeah. me a better person. Oh, my God. <laughs> me too. Like, seventh and eighth grade were my most awkward years. At, oh, oh, I would never but go back to that. you can, like, connect with people. Totally. No, those are, like, that's what, that's, uh, yeah. You shouldn't be pretty at 15 or 14 yeah. or 13. Says the guy who does, like, Miley Cyrus. And oh, yeah. <laughs> She's always looked good. Do you end up being friendly with the people that you are that are your clients or do you keep it like professional yeah how does that work because there's another artist who you know I'm just going to say it why am I being shy about it I think he said it publicly I'm pretty sure don't want to quote but Sir John said something that he maintains like a level of kind of like professionalism with his clients like I don't know I get the I get the impression that he's not like out like boozing with his clients like hey bae yeah I think you know (laughs) did Jay-Z really cheat on you (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> you would never do that. Um, um, no. no, but I think there's like I think there's a little bit of like a thin line. Like I are do you have a line between you and your clients? I or really like, do don't become, and like, I- I really don't, and I also just go off of um, just, like, an energy. Like, I definitely haven't gotten along with all of my clients, but those never really last. So my clients, like, I've done Miley forever, you know? Like, um, a girl like Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach, like, I've done her forever, Mm -hmm. and she's become one of, like, my best friends. But Miley and I literally text every day, like, about the most random stuff ever. She's one of my favorite people (gasps) ever. Get your phone. What did Miley text you last time? (laughs) Oh, my God, I could never show that. (laughs) She's probably really fun. Miley's the best person in the world. Um, 
So the clients that really stick with me for a long time, like it's because we, it's, it's an intimate thing to work with somebody like that. I think also like a lot of these girls, they love me because like I never get bored talking about hair. So we could like talk about hair like nonstop. And, like, what do you think I should do later? And, like I never get bored with it. So we develop a relationship, but no, I definitely don't have any rules. Yeah. Um, but whenever there's somebody who I just don't vibe with, it just, it never really It wouldn't lasts. have worked it out never, anyway. It never like kind of carries into yeah. like a longer I've also really had good luck um, getting a really nice clientele. Like I have, a, I feel like the type of person who ends up staying with you like is kind of similar to you. Mm-hmm. So like I always like, like Katy Perry and I were not a match, you know? It's like, it was like, I just, we didn't vibe off of each other. She was sweet enough and like whatever, but it was just wasn't. She'd probably say, like you gotta get No, like, totally. She'd right probably now. be like, that guy was like a dork. You know, like I just, you know, like sometimes your energies <laughs> That's just what she told us. It's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like sometimes your energies just don't go off each other. Yeah. Like Jennifer Aniston, I love her so much. She's the sweetest person ever. Like whatever your best version of Jennifer Aniston is, is in your mind, like she beats it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like oh, she's just that so nice sweet and kind and cool and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I love her. Same thing with like a, a Miley, you know, Kim Basinger, all those kind of people. And How do these people end up in your chair? Like, you know, I, I'm using Katy Perry as an example, but like how does like somebody like a Katy Perry like end up in your chair? Like, is it like their publicist says, I really need you to meet this guy, Justin. And then like, they come well, you, in. You know what it used to be is it used to be a lot of the stuff like the publicist and also like in LA and here like a lot of like hair people have agents right so you can like kind of reach out to their agents it's so stupid <laughs> but like that's how it used to happen but now literally is everything is um, social media. It's- we can't all come to see you in California and become beautiful so tell us like what what can we what can we do what can we help us save us from ourselves what are some of the things that we get wrong when we're using a box color and how can we not? The thing with box colors like I understand that people are always going to do it, right? Like, there's always going to be a need for it. Like, women are on the go. Maybe they're on a budget. Maybe you live in a place where, like, you can't get to a salon all the time. Like, whatever it is, I know women are going to color their hair at home. You need to use a product that, like, a hairdresser has recommended or, you know. So in my line, DP Hue, I actually have root touch-up kits that are used to cover gray roots. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. We have talked about it on the podcast because yeah. I brought it into my color. Yeah, you really? did like it. To get her stamp of approval. And she was like, this one's actually good. You're allowed. And here, I'm so glad she said that because a lot of times hairdressers were also like hateful and we talk crap about everything else, right? But it really <laughs> is, out of, out of all the products, like any hairdresser really should be into this particular product because it's so low quality. It's, I mean, low quality, low. <laughs> Amazing low, pitch. Yeah, low quality. Go on and get it right away. <laughs> the volume of the developer is so low. Low is what volume I was, developer. Low volume developer. Oh my God, I am so bad at this. I'm the You've worst. Been doing it all day. I'm the worst person at pitching products though, but you're that's so, why it I. It makes it genuine though because like now I believe whatever <laughs> you're about to tell me. Yeah. Well, you guys, today when I was talking to all the beauty editors, I was like, I was the worst, like I was always the hairdresser. I was the busiest hairdresser and whatever salon I was at, I'd always be really, really busy. And the owners of salons would be like, Justin, like, you're so busy, but you sell zero products. Like, what's up with that? And, like, I cannot push products on people at all that I don't believe in. So then it's like now all of a sudden cut to I have my own line that I have to go around and pitch all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. But I really, I swear to God, I genuinely stand behind everything that we create and everything's really, really good. So is this why it takes, like, 45 minutes to do a root touch-up with DP Hue because it's a low-volume developer? Yes. It's worth it, though, because it never gets brassy or inky. Is that why? Yeah, and to everyone listening, we did not plan this before. 
before, but I'm so glad you asked that it's question. It's 45 minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, it has to sit on for 45 minutes. Because some of say these it, say like 10-minute box. Okay, so imagine if something says that it's going to color your hair in 10 minutes. Imagine how freaking strong that product has to be. And that's the to like... To blow open the cuticle. No, it blows up in the cuticle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and here's the thing. Also, Chris McMillan... Science! <laughs> Chris McMillan, I work at a salon, and we've been friends forever, and we share a lot of clients or whatever. But Chris loves to do this thing where he like certain clients, he's like, oh my gosh, just go to the beauty store and like buy the box color and put it on your hair, roots to ends. It's like, it's amazing. It's really fast or whatever. And I, I'm always like, Chris, please stop telling people to do that because it looks good for one day, mm. but then everybody's hair, they wash it a few times and it's red underneath. And the reason that it's red is because that product blasts open the cuticle, mm. huge, like blasts it open really fast and then it deposits color. Well, you wash it a few times, you put hot water on it, the um, the dye rinses away and what's left underneath is that blast away cuticle and everything. With like, like a stain. Exactly. So then it's mm. all red. So you want a product, if you're covering gray, like you want it to sit on for a longer time and really slowly stain the gray away with a really low volume like a 10 volume is not going to blast open your cuticle right but it'll open it just enough and then it needs to sit on and then it sits on like the last 20 minutes is when the cuticle is like closing and really locking in the color so um that makes a lot of sense actually the way you just explained it no and that's the thing even like in the salon like for me it's like in beauty school, they always teach you, like, oh, you always need 30 volume or 20 volume always to cover gray. No, you don't. I never use anything higher. You need higher. time. No, you need time, yeah. And you and also, patience. Yeah, and you need to have a conversation. Like, when women sit in my chair, like, I'm always very honest with them. I say, look, I'm going to use the lowest volume that I can. The only problem is a few of your grays might pop through. But if they do, then next time we'll just up it a little bit rather than starting with the strongest stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like you start really, really gentle and then slowly build it up if you need to. But to be honest, pretty much everyone's gray hair covers with the lowest volume. And just to be clear, the volume, is that the peroxide? That's the peroxide, okay, yeah. Peroxide, sure. it's so funny. I don't even know what the terms are anymore. But for a while, peroxide was like nobody said peroxide. It was like became a bad word. No, water. but I could see people listening and being like, what's totally. the volume of what? To like, uh, totally, yeah. yeah. So it is, it's the peroxide. It's the one that takes out the color you have yeah. and then, then the dye yeah. puts in the molecules you want. Yeah. yeah, but my biggest thing is like... Jess is raising her oh hand. Oh my God, I love Yes, it. Jess. Yes. Well, Science well, classes in session. Why would somebody like... I remember I did box color once when I first noticed some grays and it didn't really take, so to speak, or like some, t some took, some didn't. And then when I went to professional colors, she said like, oh yeah, like the first time she did my color, she said, some of your grays are really stubborn. Mm -hmm. Like why would some people have some stubborn grays and what can they do to, you know, work around that? I think it's all like on the texture of the hair, you know, it's just like, and that's the thing, that's what's so hard about being like, not so hard, not like my job is the hardest thing in the world, but like, <laughs> but that's the thing you just don't really know. And that's why I, whenever somebody sits in my chair, I have a really honest conversation with them. Like, look, my main um, objective here is to give you beautiful, shiny hair, take care of your hair. I want to become like your colorist. And so I'm going to use like the most gentle version. But in the case that you do have some stubborn grays, we can slowly start to up it. Mm -hmm. And then that way, like I know that I'm really taking care of their hair, you know? They're just like really coarse ones or wiry yeah, there's just ones. Certain yeah, yeah, there's coarse ones. Mm -hmm. But it seems so simple, but it makes such a difference when you're using like, like that, the, the 10 volume just makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And that's the root touch up kit. What about all the products that are like, it'll preserve your color. Like, do we really need them? So I, okay, so here's the, here's my thing. I don't, I feel like the problem is, is that everybody over shampoos their hair, right? So since we were a kid, like we were always taught to like shampoo, shampoo, shampoo. And the thing is, is like the more that you shampoo, your body has to um, start to compensate, right? Like it starts to like produce more oils because we're drying the crap out of our hair and our scalp. So for me, like one of my products is the ACV rinse. So it's an apple cider vinegar rinse 
um, that you just it cleans your hair without stripping out the good oils. It doesn't strip out the color, but it like seals the cuticle. You have really shiny hair. But the reason that I created is I wanted women to stop over shampooing their hair. Like oh, it's not like an add-on, like a clarifier. It's no. like oh, massage it in instead of a shampoo. Yeah, and it doesn't oh, suds up. But the thing is, the way that I explain it, like in a really simple way, is like when you're shampooing every day, it's kind of like if you had your favorite shirt and you like threw it in the washing machine every day. Like you suds it up, like the shirt would fade. Like the 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 product would break down a little bit like it would lose its elasticity or whatever like I don't know why women are shampooing their hair every single day you know what I mean but uh, so uh, ACV rinse won't do that but like if you're in the shower and you want to like just move around the oil that'll yeah, do or that like, but yeah. you don't need to like and wash everybody, it, wash everybody it. wants to feel like they have like clean hair so you rinse it every day you use the ACV it just kind of cleans it away but it's not stripping away the good oils it's not going to mess with your yeah. color um, but I feel like the more women do that and they start to stop using shampoo as much, mm-hmm. their hair just starts to feel so much better. It looks so much better. I haven't shampooed my hair in so long. My I feel like I never have like an oily scalp. Like my hair never like... It doesn't look dirty. <laughs> thank you. I do nice not volume sh- too. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just use the ACV. Um, and it's just like the best way to clean the hair without like stripping it. But it's also like, think about those people who are addicted to chapstick. You use chapstick every day. Your lips are forever going to be chapped, right? Yeah. Like I haven't used chapstick since I was a kid. And my boyfriend, when we first met like four years ago, he'd use chapstick every, like all throughout the day. Like if he loses chapstick, he'd freak out. And we'd have to like run to the <laughs> drugstore and buy more chapstick. And I was like, babe, you know, if you stop using chapstick, like your lips will even out. They won't get chapped anymore. It's usually if they're like a mentholated one. Cause like it dries you out, right? <laughs> yeah. Just to get, just to like pour chapstick. Like, I, but we're moisturizing. No, I, I, I like chapstick. I'm gonna stick it up for chapstick. How are his lips now? Tell well, us. So <laughs> moisturized. So, so moisturized, and they never, they never dry. It's the other thing is too is like I don't. Maybe it just likes comfortable, like moisturized lips. Yeah. Like, Oral fixation. Maybe it's just a habit. <laughs> Stop trying to change yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Please up. Please up. <laughs> but really, with hair, I do think it's one of those things. Like when you're like sudsing up your hair all the time, it's like stripping out those oils. Yeah. Like our oils are created to like protect our hair whatever and it's just like we mess with it too much yeah speaking of mess with too much we talked earlier about like skincare and how you see everybody with like the good derm work the bad derm work what do we need um what have you heard about lately i feel like who's doing the good injections um there's this woman in la at this place called lasky aesthetics and her name is diane and i really really love her because she's diane 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 at lasky go see diane (laughs) (laughs) diane is so great she's so low-key and she she'll tell like i'll ask her like oh should i do certain things you know like here and she'll she'll tell you no she's like don't ever do it like i like people like that like she's not trying to make a buck um she's not going (laughs) to overcharge you i feel like there's this thing happening now with like because of instagram like everyone can do injectables and everybody can do yeah it's really freaking scary and you see these people who you think look pretty on instagram you know and they they talk about going to a certain doctor and this doctor doesn't have the credentials you know like you're not seeing their actual work you're seeing the instagram version of their work so i like finding these people who are like like diane's not even on instagram you know what i mean like she's not telling you like tag me (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) like that kind of stuff freaking drives me crazy instagram drives me crazy in the beauty world because everything is about like how do you get followers? And believe me, we all want followers. We know it helps with business and whatever. Yeah, but it's we're like, just chugging along. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, have an authentic following. Like, have people yeah, who yeah. genuinely like love you and they trust you and like. Because even with my Instagram, we're going. I love this conversation. So it's like just Do going it. to that. It's but so like funny. even with my Instagram, like I don't post pictures of Jennifer Aniston all the time, or I don't post pictures of Miley all the what time. What would she say? Okay, if you, what would happen? Oh my God, what would happen if you took a picture of Jennifer Aniston right after a color and you popped it on your Instagram? Would oh she my, die? She would kill me. Here's the thing: what I really think about Jennifer Aniston doesn't have Instagram, so I'm never gonna like post photos of her. Yeah. She clearly 
um, doesn't have Instagram for a reason. The thing that I don't understand is like a lot of these hairdressers, and it's a big thing in LA, like you'll look at their Instagrams and it's just celebrity photo after celebrity photo and it's all like paparazzi shots and all that kind of stuff I'm like yeah one time you had an LA colors do you and like he uh, you looked amazing though but he like polished it all up with like retouching and stuff like it's like a it's yeah. like a billboard at the mm. so end like of on day. my co- you did look good though I'm talking <laughs> so to Jess <good. laughs> like on my color page like the one that's Justin Anderson color I just post pictures of my color work but I only post pictures that like I take or like a celebrity has posted of themselves. The other thing is too is like for a while, like if you start posting about celebrities all the time, then you're gonna start getting like this weird clientele. Like I've never wanted that either. Like let's say what like what kind of clientele will walk in? Okay, let's say um, to be okay, really, really honest. Years ago, like when I first started working with somebody like Jennifer Aniston, like if I would post a photo of her on my Instagram, all of a sudden you get all these weird people in your clients who are Jennifer Aniston fans, and they sit in your chair and they're like asking questions about her, and like that's not, that's not fun to me. Like I do not want. Like they're sit. willing to pay the money to be Jennifer Aniston. Adjacent. You have no idea. Like I had just a woman, like getting to talk to you is like worth the however many. Yeah, dollars. like I had a woman fly from Australia, and she's like, I have been a fan of Jennifer Aniston forever. That was a terrible Australian. Accent that was like southern. No, I wasn't even trying. I like can't do an accent at all. (laughs) But she flew in to get her hair done, and it was like literally because she wanted to ask questions. I'm like, how did you behave during that? You guys, because she's a paying client, like to be nice, but that's a bit to be honest. It's the weirdest now. Again, it's this thing of like social media is like changing the game so much because it is. It's like these relationships are getting so weird because it's like we all overshare on Instagram, right? So people who follow us like know too much about us already, but then that's why I really don't like the celebrity thing. Like, I don't want to post pictures of celebrities. It's like they're paying for a meet and greet, not to get their hair color done. The closest thing to Jennifer Aniston, no offense, you know, like they want to get a piece of the lifestyle, yeah. So tell us more about Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a- after the mics are off, like I'm going. No. For it. I'm but going that really is yeah. the reason why, like, I don't want to post pictures of celebrities. I also it, yeah. think that it's like, I think it's a little bit cheap. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if it, your Instagram is just like pictures of celebrity after celebrity. Mm-hmm, I right. just like, I don't know. Well, tell us. Uh, you don't have to talk about specific uh, celebrities, but I want to know more about products. We talked yeah. about injectables. What skincare is like the hot thing? What do we need? How do we look young forever? Um, I feel like a really good thing are those clear and brilliant lasers. Like, I just got one last week. I think they're really good. He like, went right back to a treatment. I was like, give me a bottle that I could play. Oh, a bottle. Oh, I'm, I'm so oh, sorry. No, that's fine, but too. We want to know about the treatments, yeah, too. Yeah, clear and, and brilliant. Was, was that a recommendation, like, just, like, from the salon? Like, is that like, was that buzzing, the clear and brilliant in the salon? Or no, it was, like, from your germ because I, like, see so many beautiful women in L.A. and people who have access to really great, treatments and whatnot I'll see people's skin up close and I always ask a lot of questions and actually it was like I think Allie Webb is a client of mine from that owns Drybar and Allie's skin was looking like incredible I'm like what the heck are you so I start asking that and then I start like Mm. when I hear the same thing over and over then I'm like okay we're on to something here and then I start asking about who does it the best (laughs) and then I'll get to that person but as far as like creams go I think that like less is more on your skin for sure and I feel like it's the old stupid stuff that we don't want to hear about like drinking lots of water and getting sleep but then I do think there's things like um, I'm obsessed with Tazerac cream do you guys know that cream at it's all? It's a retinoid it's kinda, right? Yeah but I feel Jean like. Gene Godfrey June is a fan if I remember correctly. Oh. The retinoid sometimes will kind of bleach your skin like you get like kind of patchy skin but like Tazerac I feel like it just like evens everything out your pores really really shrink um, so I love that. I believe it's tretinoin is the medical name. Is it? <laughs> but I feel like that does the most. What about um, sunscreen? I feel like if you're using a retinoid you're blonde you like yeah. Surfing family. What's the good sunscreen? My favorite is what is the is it Five Labs? Is that what it's called? 
Wait, no, 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 what? Three Lab is three, a thing. Three Lab. With like and, a red and a white and, yeah, little and then circles. Yeah, it's in that gold bottle. Yeah. And so the reason I love it so much is it's super, super matte, and it's like a clear a clear lotion. Ooh. And the thing that, like, I hate about sunscreens, they're so thick and white. And, like, what is that doing to your pores? Isn't that, yeah. like... I feel it's like hiding it, them well, from the UV light. But I feel like it, like, clogs it a little bit, No. I, I'd rather not get the sun damage and then just wash and it wash off, it at off night. at night. Totally. But it's definitely yeah. like a paste in <laughs> a way. I, I, I follow you. I, follow I just like so the ones by Three Lab. It's like clear and it goes on really, really matte, and I'm obsessed with that. So I'm I am good about sunscreen. But I was like you said, like in the sun and the water my whole life. Like my parents, we used to come home from school, and my mom would like put baby oil on us. Like we were like tan year round. It's really bad. Baby like look, oil? these are like. That's like a um, We're looking skin at your cancer arms. cut off. Oh my here, god! Oh, you have here. had things removed. Not actual cancer, but whatever it's called. The precancerous. The precancerous yeah. has it cut yeah. off. My dad had it cut and off. You're and you're fair, I guess. Yeah. Too. So it's I... like, but those were back in the days we didn't know that the sun was so sure. bad for us. Yeah. You know, like, oh my god. Now like, we have the three lab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just love that one. Now, are there any products that we should be? Um, putting in our hair any ones that you love obviously you have your your line DPU. root touch up kit yeah. root crazy touch up kit. Root touch so up. within my line it's like um my argon oil was very very important to me i feel like oils a lot of times they'll tint them and like there was a time when there was this really famous oil out i'm not going to name the name but okay. it ha had a really dark kind of golden color to it mm -hmm. and it was making blondes yellow and brassy okay. yeah okay. and so when when um oil producer is nodding in agreement <gasps> yeah. yeah no i so went to morocco to like dig up some argon with a company and like that shit is like golden yeah, orange so think like, about that when you put it on like really blonde hair like that blonde hair like picks stain. up the, yeah so i was seeing all of my blonde clients years ago and they were all coming in, and i was like i didn't do this color like why is it looking so brassy and whatever and it was led back to this one particular oil that everyone was using at the is time. your oil clear or so just... my so my oil now is very important for me to do a really lightweight oil that like fine or thick hair could put on a lot of it and very clear so it doesn't it doesn't do any staining um, so the whole line has like color at its background. Like we're not going to mess with your color. Exactly. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. What else? Um, so then I also, um, we have a whole line of glosses. We have like six gloss, glosses um, available right now. So they're deep mass that you can use at home. You put it through your hair, leave it on in the shower for like up to 10 minutes, but it has like direct dyes in it. So it'll kind of like if you're a brunette and your hair starts to fade, you can put, in the sh in, put it on in the shower do the treatment, but then it also adds like that glossy brunette back into your hair. We have the red, Ooh, we have the golden type. blonde. Yeah, Yay. and those are really fun for, um, like a lot of my clients love to give them to their teenage daughters to kind of like change it up a little bit because you can put it on it lasts about seven washes. So it's like if you were had beautiful brunette hair, you could add like the um, the golden tone into it and kind of have like a shimmer of gold through your hair. Yeah. Um, so that's been really, really good for us. And then you came in smelling absolutely delicious, <laughs> but... Slightly familiar. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, you called me out right away. I wear Le Labo, the Santal um, by Le Labo. And I love to say that I, like, I was one of the first ones yes. to wear it because I really did find it so long what ago. What are we talking, like 2012? It no, wasn't even around then. I don't know. When, I think it was, yeah. I honestly think it was... Yeah, so it was the was first time I ever went to Coachella. How embarrassing is that? Okay, now so we're really worse. dating ourselves. <laughs> no, no, no. So it was, it was it was like seven years ago, okay. and I had started wearing it then. And it was one of those things like everyone would come up to me and it was like, "What does that smell like?" Anytime I go to the airport, like people would stop me it's whenever. So I, good. Yeah, when I. But now <laughs> it's like image of you being stopped at the airport for my smell. Coachella <laughs> crown it stops you. That that Ooh, fragrance. My, my Coachella flower crown just being stopped everywhere. Yeah. My little jean shorts. Like, Wait, <laughs> what is that? Stop. 
Oh my god, that's such a bad mental oh image. Like, <laughs> but now, but now everyone says to me like, "Are you wearing Lalaba?" Like, oh, oh, that's everyone annoying. Knows. So what are you gonna do? Well, what I started doing is you guys know that line um, by Rado. Obviously, you know yes. that we do. We know so, it well. So there's it's like a favorite an, on the podcast. There's an oil like there. Um, the, the gypsy water one. I know yeah. that was the most famous one of that, but I kind of mix the two together. And okay. I think it gives it a little bit it of a It brightens it up a little, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you sense how what? your gypsy water. You literally picked the two, <laughs> the two like favorite like, bougie fragrances. Yeah. I know. I, but there's a reason they're why. They're good for they're, reason. But they're yeah. a reason why they're yeah. popular, yeah. you know? Like, I'm such a smell freak. Like, I. Oh, oh, candles. Okay, here. Oh my God, candles. So the thing is, but with smells, like imagine for me, like I'm such a smell freak. And in my chair, like people come, like on a busy oh, day, I'll really see over 25 them. people like yeah. in the salon. So it's just back to back people. And smells are like insane. Because you hug someone, they leave that smell on you, Who right? Who smells the best? Which, which client smells the best? Um, I don't even talk about Jennifer Aniston that much, but I'm doing that a lot today, which is so annoying. But she does. She smells the best. Like she has mm. the best smell ever. She makes her um, own. And then she made, yeah, like she's a mixer, I feel like. Yeah. That's what she told Mary Claire. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Oh, she does. She smells the best. What should we have asked you that we didn't ask you? Like, what question did we miss? Um, I think, so one thing for me, like, I'm a hair colorist, right? I work in a salon. I love the salon life. Um, When you go to someone, so you find someone, you love people, someone's color, you ask them who does it, you do your research, you end up in somebody's chair. Let's say you end up in my chair. You should really just trust that person. One thing that drives me crazy as a colorist is when people try to push you. Like, I feel like the best thing about me is I can look at somebody, and I really do, I'm not, like, bragging or trying to act too cool for school, but, like, I can look at someone, and I really can, like, kind of envision a beautiful color that would look really nice on them. And if somebody comes to me through Instagram or seeing my work out on the streets, they know the kind of look that I go for. So when you sit in somebody's chair that you went to for a reason, like, trust them, trust their vision. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women will sit in our chair, and they're like, I think I need a bit more, or no, I need a low light there and it's like no calm down you know it's like you're here for a reason we're not also, a hair cuttery like yeah. I got you yeah. like, like, like no I don't know it's like you're the expert but kind of like you are the expert like you yeah, and like, also like, let go. Yeah, let go for a minute. yeah, let go, and also just like trust. I think that like that goes for anything. You know, it's like when you go to a professional and someone who's really good. Nothing drives me more crazy than when somebody tries to like dictate my work. You know, it's yeah. kind of like if you, yeah, it's just like like trust that person if they or go to someone else if it looks bad. But it's like you know, like, like when you see somebody who like. You're like, how does that woman have such a bad haircut? You know, chances are she's directing it. It's not even her hairdresser. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like... She was micromanaging yeah. that haircut. Or like I had clients back in the day when I first started doing hair and like I needed a clientele. So I was like young and like I wanted clients and people would tell me what to do and I would kind of do it. But then they'd leave and I wouldn't be proud of their color, you know, because it yeah. wasn't my work mm-hmm. anymore. And like... I can't do that. So also my advice to hairdressers is if you're a hairdresser, even if you're trying to build your clientele, like don't do work that you don't stand behind because you don't want that walking around like representing you. Yeah. You know, I love to fire clients. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like <gasps> if somebody tries to push me, like it's my Maybe favorite like, thing to do in the world. Not in a mean way, but it's like, it's like. I don't think this is working out. Yeah. Like we're, we're just not a match. We're not seeing eye to eye. Wow. Shelby. <laughs> I don't want to make you, mm-hmm. I don't want to make you blonder than that. Um, yeah. But it's my work. I want people to like see it and be like, who did that? Not, oh my God, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great note to go out you on. You know? Yeah, this was fun. I'm almost uh, inspired to go yeah. blonde. <laughs> not yeah. quite. You should not go blonde. I love your hair so much. I mean, Trust the vision. Better. Trust yeah. the vision. Exactly. <laughs> thank this you was, so much for coming on oh that God, Thank you for having me. This really was a big deal for me. Ah! I think I'm still like nervous. I still like have a little bit of a shaky voice. I'm like, I no, feel like a little kid. Stop it. 
no, for real. This was so fun. So thank you so much, you guys. Jess, it's time to raise a wand. And I just got to write this wrong with the Women's International Movement, if that's okay with you. Sure. I just named March 8th wrong. I don't know what I just called it. Um, But I want to raise a a wand to L'Occitane's Solidarity Balm. Do you know it? No, but keep going. It's an apricot-scented... all-purpose bomb, if you will, for cuticles and all that. It's delicious. But it supports women's causes, and I think that's super cool. And I'm the first person to be like, okay, we're doing a philanthropic cause Mm -hmm. because it'll sell products and whatever. But, like, why not? It's six bucks, and you can use it for everything, for, like, your lips, your eyebrows, all that good stuff. So I'm going to raise a wand to it regardless. I'm raising a wand to a hair product. It's the Lush Hair Custard. Ooh, custard. It's so good. It is, you open up the little tub and it, like, listen, it looks intimidating because it looks like custard. It smells like vanilla, has argan oil, fair trade organic cocoa butter, and softening honey. Is this a conditioner or a styling product? No, it's a styling product. Mm. And you just need a little bit, like a little bit goes a long way. I put it between my little paws, rub it together, kind of warm it up, but it's already really goopy and custardy. And I kind of um, roll my, my, hair between my my palms of my hands your ends my yeah. ends yeah i don't put it really close to my scalp until the very end and then i just kind of pat whatever any frizz yeah. yeah but i roll the ends and it gives it um a lot of moisture because i have very long hair now so the ends get very dry gives it a lot of moisture gives it some texture and it just kind of gives it like a kind of just like a laid back feeling and it really just kind of gives it a lot of moisture and love and a really nice scent. I love this product and I'm almost done with one tub, which says a lot because it takes a long time to get through this little tub. Custard. Yeah, it's about 25 bucks. It smells incredible and mm. like it's just a little treat every time I use Balms it. Balms and custards. Who doesn't want that? Mm, yum, 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 yum. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. <laughs>